Hi, it's Pete Price, and my podcast this week is going to be a real interesting journey because I'm in the hive in the center of Birkenhead. If you don't know what the hive is, it's a fascinating place, and we're going to talk to Steve all about it. Hi, Steve. Hi, Pete. How are you? Very well, thank you. First of all, tell me who you are and what you've got to do with the hive. So I'm Steve Anderson, I'm the Universal Manager here at The Hive and that means that I'm responsible for our open access youth office so that's when young people come and join us on a voluntary basis. I'm responsible for overseeing and, and overlooking all that offer for them. Tell us what The Hive's all about. Take your time because it, it is a fascinating building. How did it start? What's the purpose? Let's go on this journey together. What okay. is The Hive? Okay, so, so The Hive is a purpose-built youth zone Um we opened in April 2017, so we've just celebrated our sixth birthday. Um, how it came about, so we're part of a, of a wider organisation called Onside, who currently have 14 youth zones across the country. Um, the purpose for us being here is, is to provide young people with somewhere to go, something to do and, and someone to speak to. So to basically give the, give the young people of the area a, a safe space for them to come and be themselves and... and and kind of grow and develop and, and, and be the very best version of themselves. We aim to provide over 20 activities a night. We provide way more than 20, but that they range from, we've got a fitness suite, we've got a boxing gym, um, sports hall, kick pitch, climb and wall, media suite, music suite, art room, salon. Um, and then what, what people would recognise is, is your kind of, your standard youth club, type activities, pool tables, table tennis, and, and we do kind of like lots of rec challenges. And that pretty much kind of sums up in, in, in a nutshell what we do. Now, I come from the age where youth clubs were quite fashionable, then they went off. Yeah. Do people not like, is there a stigma at all? So I think, unfortunately, Pete, yeah, I think <clears throat> when we first came around, you're right to say that, that youth clubs sadly had diminished and, and youth work... It sadly kind of gone a little bit by the wayside. Um, so when when we when we came about, we, there was a little bit of suspicion. Now there are other youth clubs in the areas that the likes of the BB have done a fantastic job for years, um, but there wasn't as many provisions as what there used to be from say kind of when I was a younger child. Um, so young people were a little bit suspicious because it was something new, something that they wasn't used to. But with that, I, I believe what we've we've developed great relationships with young people. We've showcased the uh, the opportunities and, and and the advantages of coming to a youth club and what we can do. And I think you know you're always working. You're always working against kind of people's views. But we're here all the time for them. And we've got you know we've got over two thousand. Two and a half thousand members. We average between 140 to to 200 young people coming through the door each night. So I think we have championed youth work and we have championed the benefits for it. And and you know that that kind of view is, is turning. And we have a lot of young people coming to this. A few so. years ago, I had my own sort of youth club disco on yeah. a Monday night, and it was policed well. It was fantastic, and it did really well. I had to close down in the end because of the young people that didn't like it, that yeah. didn't want to come in, and they were absolutely wicked towards okay. the ones that came in. And we had it for two years, and it did really well. And in the end, it was a monster. Yeah. Have you had this problem at all, as in young people against it because they don't understand it or don't think it's cool? Um, 
Not to the extent that, that we, you know, it, it's forced us to, to close the doors. I think in any walk of life, <clears throat> people will always, you know, young people will join a football club, they may join a dance club, they may join a martial arts or a judo club. And will, there's always somebody that doesn't like something that's being done. Um, and, you know, that's part of life and that's that's something that we've got to live with. But I think in the sense of, like I alluded to a little bit earlier, one of the things that we aim to do is... is and I think we do it quite well as we create a safe space and we create a, an environment where young people feel welcome, safe to come here. Um, they know that they can, there's trusted adults that they can speak to and have conversations with. So I think that kind of, it outweighs um, other people's negative views and, and, and other people's negative thoughts. You know, it, I think it's it's a saying in life, we're never going to please everybody all the time, are we? So we, we, we can only do what we can do and and ensure we're pleasing the people that want to come here and want to spend quality time here, and I, and I believe that we do that quite well. Steve, who are you? What made you go into this work? Um, me as a person, mm. I think my journey started, so I, I never really kind of experienced youth clubs, and then I, um, I started coaching junior football and kids football. They... You know, the, the young people. I enjoyed spending time with the young people. I enjoyed being able to kind of make a difference um, and helping them. And the young people that we that we were working with at the time, they expressed that they would like to kind of. They had nowhere to go on a Saturday, um, a Saturday night. And they used to go to the BB, but the BB was closed on a Saturday, so we worked. So a couple of us, a couple of the coaches from the football team, we we approached Julie from the BB. We offered our services, we volunteered our services and asked Julie if we could open on a Saturday for the young people. So we had young people from the football club that, that we coached, we had young people from the area. They started coming and that was quite quite popular and quite successful. And it, and it just, from that, I just kind of found a little bit of a vocation and enjoyed it, really kind of liked it. So we started doing it on more days. So we started on a Saturday, I found myself going on a Friday and a Thursday and volunteering more time. Um, Started doing work with kind of like the local authority and that from there, um, and then the opportunity, you know, the harvest being built and the opportunity to to come here came along and, and it then became my full time job. Is it a difficult job with political correctness, which has gone to a lot of people out the window? Does it make your job very difficult because you're dealing with young people who are complex? It. I wouldn't say it makes it difficult. Um, Again, I think, you know, it's it's about understanding people. It's about giving people a space for them to to kind of communicate and have conversations. It's, a, it's about educating and having that informal education. You know, for us as youth workers, it's about understanding where a young person's coming from and understanding their background and what their past experiences are, what their thoughts and feelings are and helping them to understand and it's something that we're really massively proud of at, at the Hive is that we're, we're a very inclusive youth zone so we have young people coming with lots of different characteristics whether, you know, kind of how they identify in the LGBTQ community um, people of colour people with, with additional needs, lots of different characteristics. And, and, and every young person that comes here can find something that they want to do and something that they enjoy. And they find a, a supportive team of youth workers that can help them do that. And that mix, you know, if you walk around the building as well, you can see that it, that, that we that it, it's extremely welcoming. And I think that mix um, helps develop 
helps develop that kind of inclusivity and, and, and people feeling a part of it and, and fulfilled. So, you know, whilst that there is conversations that are needed to be had, I, I think that we, we manage them and, and we, we do it really well here. Do the youth that use the Hive respect what the Hive is? Yeah, 100%. Obviously, with with anything in any walk of life, you will always have, you know, times when you need to kind of manage behaviour, um, there's conversations to be had, but we work on the ethos that, that the youth zone is theirs. It, it's, it's, it's not ours. Um, they are the major stakeholders. Young people are our major stakeholders. It's their youth zone and, and it's it's theirs to be respected. And what we've kind of found over the years as young people have, have been with us, they become they become the people who police it themselves and, and that kind of peer education and they will support each other. And, you know, there's lots of examples when things have, have maybe not been done in the right way or a young person's had a, a disagreement with another young person and, and, and the other young people, they're, they're the ones that deal with it and, and, and kind of put it right and, and fix things before we, we, we need to have those conversations. So they take ownership of that? Yeah, massively, yeah. That's the whole kind of purpose and the whole point is to give young people that ownership, give them a voice. Which is great because it's educating them yeah. to the big wide world. That and Yeah, and that's, you know, that's one of the things we set out to do on it. You know, it's not school, it's not it's not your parents, it's very informal, it's very conversation-based, and I think that's kind of why it works for us, is because there's no pressure, there's no, you know, no-one's kind of coming down on a hard line on them, it's, it's a voluntary relationship, and, and because it's that, we can have we can have those more difficult conversations at times and, and challenge young people in, in, in a different way to, to what they used to, challenge them to think more and, and maybe think better as well. I'm talking to Steve at the Hive. Steve, I've got to mention that you mentioned the BB fondly a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Explain what the BB is and tell us the difference between that and here, if any difference at all. Uh, the BB, it, it's it's a youth club that's based on Watson Street. It's been there for decades now. Um, generations of, of young people from, from the Birkenhead area have passed through it. Um, supported kind of by the BBs. It's it, again. It, it's another youth club. I think you know the only real difference is, that I would say between that youth club and, and, and this youth zone is, is this is probably a little bit bigger and a little bit more purpose built for different types of activities. Um, but the staff at the BB do a wonderful job, Julie and Tony and, and, and the other guys. And again, it's 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 another place that provides a safe space for young people to, to kind of enjoy themselves without worrying about kind of being on the streets or getting into trouble. And, you know, they, they do a lot on the football side of it as well. So, you know, they, they do an awesome So you work hand there. in hand? Yeah, we work yeah. quite closely yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of... I know Julie really well and, and we work closely. And if there's any, you know, we've got young people that go there. We're not precious about where young people go as long as they've got somewhere to go and, and, yeah. and something to do. And... You know, sometimes, well, quite regularly, young people will kind of go between the both and, and if we ever need to kind of come together and have a conversation about it because we need to support a young person, that's what we do. Fabulous. I'm at the Hive uh, in Birkenhead, which is really an experience that you can't imagine. It's it's tremendous. Are there more places like this opening around the countries or not? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, there's there's an organisation called Onside and, and their remit is to, to open youth zones across the country so as I said we've got 14 now that are open 
we've a couple more in the pipeline. So we've got currently we've got three in London. Um, so Barnet, um, Croydon, and Dagenham. We've got Wigan. We've got one in Wigan. We've got Chorley, Blackburn, Bolton. One up in Carlisle. Um, one in Warrington that's just opened. And there's probably a couple Oldham that, that, I'm, that, that I'm forgetting. But the, the purpose for kind of on side was to... That there was a man, I believe, called Jerry Glover, and he walked into a youth club in Bolton called Bolton Lads and Girls Clubs, and, and he had that vision of this needs to be... Young people need to, to have this all over the country. And, and through that, he, he kind of set up on side, which is a you know a charity organisation with, with the aim of of putting these youth zones yep. all over the place. Now tell me, who does this aim at? What are your target audience? And where are they from? And where can they come from? So we're aimed, you know, we're aimed for um, our target audience is young people from 8 to 19 and up to 25 with additional needs. So we have three different, um, what, you, what you would call clubs. So we have like a junior club, so that's for 8 to 12 year olds. We have our seniors, which is for 13 to 19 year olds. And for those young people with additional needs up to 25. And then we have an inclusion session on a Sunday morning, which is called Habitability. And that's for or young people with additional needs who, who maybe need a little bit more of a, of a kind of helping hand and a bit more support and a little bit of a calmer kind of club. So, you know, we we cater for, for all young people on the world. Our, our target audience is, is every young person on the world is welcome to come. We've had what age? From 8 to 19 right. and the 8 to 25. Um, we've had young people like that have kind of come from Liverpool, Again, more than welcome. You know, our membership is £5 for the year and then just 50p each time that they visit. Let's stop you there. How much? £5 for the year and then just 50p each time they come and they can, they can get involved in, as I said, up to 20 different activities a night. Can't complain at that. You can't beat it for price, no. That's, a, that's amazing. That's a bag of crisps. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's incredible. Are you finding that... When it first opened, people were a bit... I remember because I, I know Kate Eugenie, yeah. and I found people were a little bit wary of it. Yeah. Is it now accepted as in how important it is? 100%, I think. I think we've firmly embedded ourselves in, in the community. We've established what we do and, and what we do well. We work with partners. But we, you know, we highlight the work that partners do. And again, um, just the sheer kind of footfall and... and young people coming back time after time and, and kind of enjoying the experience of coming to Eve so. Is this their safe space then? As in, we said it before about taking ownership, but is this their, like, this is ours and we're precious about it? Yeah, I, I would say so. You know, I wouldn't want to speak for everyone because that's not my way, but um, I think, you know, the amount of young people that come back regularly, you can see how young people have kind of grown and developed and stepped out of comfort zone, so I would 100% say that this is a safe space for them, yeah. How are you funded? Through many different ways. So, um, we are a charity. Um, some of, of the kind of the fees that we spoke about before goes to, to to paying. We are funded partly by local authority as well, and then we are funded by kind of patrons and and, and people who, who, on a charity basis, who, who, who give money to, to, to keep us open, and then what we call bids and uh, grants and stuff like that so, so we, we will bid for pots of money that support the work that we're doing Are parents allowed in here? So no, it's 
it's a child only so it's it's a child only place there's there's no adults the only session that adults are allowed to come on is our inclusion session which is high ability and that's you know to support some of the young people with, with complex needs so you don't have an open day for the parents to come in and have a little we, peek? We, we have done in the past and, and we have So done, they had a little peek? Yeah, so, so especially when we first opened, we've done a lot around when we first opened and we have, so um, a couple of weeks back we had a, a community fair so the community could come in and kind of have a little look around and we had stalls and different challenges and different things on so, you know, the community could come in and, and have a little peek around, yeah. Now... We talk about complex people. Young people are very complex these days. How did you cope, you personally, and the Hive cope with the pandemic? Um, even being being completely honest on, on on the sense of how did I cope, I was fairly okay because I was I was fortunate enough to carry on working through the pandemic, and I think working at the Hive and still having relationships kind of with my colleagues and. Not not every one of us were, were working, but we we still managed to kind of keep to keep a, a route open for young people to, to to kind of reach out. So we we changed the way that we operated during COVID. So obviously we couldn't do face to face youth work. We couldn't have young people coming in the building. So what we did is, is as as a, as a team we kind of pivoted and and we we changed the direction of what we've done. We've done a lot of things online. So we used Facebook, we used Instagram, we used social media to, to kind of set challenges and set targets. We we set up Zooms. So, it, you know, one of the things that we, we used to do when we'd set up like a kind of like a fitness class. So myself and, and our sports coordinator, we would do, we'd do a fitness session with the young people via Zoom. So they could, they could email in, we'd send them the link and, and we'd do boot camps and things like that to make sure that we kept them active one of one of my favorite things that we did and um we done like what we call salon chats so again me and Rach one of my colleagues but we socially distanced in the salon but we, we kind of we went live on Facebook so the young people could log into Facebook and, and we were kind of a little bit like a we were, we were a chat show type thing and we would invite guests on um so we had different guests and obviously again via Zoom. So the young people could come on and he could ask us questions and he could ask questions to the guests and we were quite fortunate to get some really good guests that came on. That was really popular. We done cooking challenges and, and what we tried to do is we tried to do what we do here and, and we took it out to, to, to young people. Steve, how hard was it to put together? Because it was unknown quantity to you. Yeah. Like everybody else, you must have all gone oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What's going to happen? It must have been a hell of a thing. It, it, it was difficult. It, it was It was a challenge. I wouldn't say it was difficult. That's maybe the wrong word. It was a challenge. Um, but we've got a very talented team and very creative team. So, you know, one of the things that we, we started doing was we, we were allowed to deliver hampers. So we delivered sports packs, we delivered art packs. So we identified young people that could need that support. So that, that allowed us to kind of go out give an art pack or a sports pack out and, and, and have a conversation on the doorstep, socially distanced. Um, as I say, like members of the team were really good technically. So uh, one of our youth workers, Lewis, was, was really savvy with technology and he was able to set up the Facebook Lives and, the, and someone coming in from a different kind of area in the feed. So it was a challenge, but it, it, it was a challenge that we all kind of... Um, 
accepted and, and rose to and, 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 and took on with a little bit of vigour, actually. It, it, it was nice to kind of know that we were trying to make a little bit of a difference mm. and brighten people's lives up. In your opinion, Steve, how much damage has the pandemic caused for the youth of this country? Um, I think it's difficult to measure. I think the effects of it we'll see for a couple of years yet to come. And I think it, it, it's hard to put into words. I think we'll, we will see the effects of it for, for at least another kind of five, six, seven years at least, I think. I think as some of the young people that went through it kind of go into adulthood, they, they've missed they've missed key key times in their lives through the lockdown. Um, but I think as well that there's a chance to come out of it positively and learn from it and and do things a little bit differently and, and maybe build resilience in other areas as well. I'm of a different age to you, a lot older than you, and I remember at school having the school dance. Boys sat on one side, the girls sat on the other side. Now, I mention this for a reason. I went to a party after the pandemic, which was about two and a half years, yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of young people there. So it was, a, it was the parents brought the young people. Yeah. And they were quite alien with each other. It was like them on one side and, and, and the others on the other. And it was weird. Did you find a difference when they I, came back? Not so much. I don't think that's... Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah, no, I know 100% what you mean. Um, I don't think that's just a... And that's a, a COVID thing. I think, you know, young people use devices a lot, use social media a lot. And that takes away a lot of social interaction. And again, I think that's one of the... One of the key and important things that we do here at The Hive is we give young people the opportunity to interact and to mix socially and mix with people from different backgrounds and people that are different to them. So it, it gives them that experience. And, and I think, you know, we have we have a little bit of a kind of a Friday slot that ends our Friday sessions. The kids call it a Friday rave. Some of our kids will DJ it and the majority of the kids that are there at that time all enjoy it and they all get together and, and you know different friendship groups and they mix quite well so I've witnessed it and I've seen it I don't just I don't think it's just a pandemic thing um I think it's maybe kind of like a, a societal thing now but again it's the importance of mm. youth, youth clubs and youth sounds it gives them the opportunity to mix and actually have face-to-face -face conversations and one of my worries, and you just mentioned it and touched on it there, and I've spoke about this on my radio show over the years, and it really has worried me, because of uh, social media, yeah. because of telephones, it's really quite concerning that so many kids are locked in their bedroom, interacting that way, and have no verbal or physical contact, as in just in a one-to-one. -one. And what worries me about that is when they've got to go for a job interview, when they've got to go and work in a shop, they actually haven't got personality skills that relate to other people. That must be a worrying thing. You must have seen a trend. A little bit, yeah. Um, it, it is a concern because I think sometimes social media and, and, and phones, you know, they kind of take away or take it away from that personable relationship that you, that, that you develop with people. Um, and that's why we, we, through the activities and through the youth work that we do, that's why we we encourage lots of different ways for young people to use the voice. 
lots of different ways for, for, for young people to kind of flourish in that area. So, you know, we've got youth voice groups where you take part in social action projects. Um, we have drama workshops. We, we help young people, or we have done in the past, help young people with kind of CV, writing skills and, and um, interview techniques. We encourage those uh, relationships and, and kind of conversations between, you know, intergenerational, because you, you could have a 15-year-old who's talking to somebody that's kind of later on in life and, and sharing that experience. And, you know, I've had conversations with young people where I have expressed kind of like how we used to to, to be when we were kids. And, 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 you know, we were talking about going to knock for your mates and they were like, what, what do you mean you knock for your mates? And we were like, we knock on the door and we, it was totally alien to them and they, they struggled to get their head around it. But... You know, it's it's kind of it's it's being able to have those conversations so you can see there is there's a life away from the phone and there is a different way of kind of interacting and being great open. statement. Life away from a phone. Wow. Yeah. Now drama classes. I've got friends who put their children into drama groups yeah. bring, to bring their personality out, to to make them and they do work well, don't they? Yeah. I think that that's you know, it's one of the unique selling points of a youth zone, you know, and kind of what what we spoke about before, the the activities that we offer, the rooms that we <coughs> offer, um they're all fantastic and, and but all they are is a vehicle, um, and they are a hook to to kind of reach young people on their level and what they like to do. The power in, in what we do is 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 the youth work, um, you know. Someone could be de- developing a piece of art in, in the art room. It's the conversations that they're having with, with the youth workers that are key. The same with, with kind of the music and the drama and, it and things like that. All all those activities are, are aimed at kind of building young people's self-esteem and, 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 and providing them with opportunities, to, as I said earlier, to be the best version of themselves. Steve, what t- tell us a couple of the most popular activities here at The Hive in Birkenhead. Um... Some of the most popular boxing has been really popular. Um, music room is is always popular with, with young people. Whether they be doing a little bit of DJ, whether they be karaoke. In the past, it doesn't happen so much now. But we had a, a real kind of cohort of young people that were coming in. They Friday nights were Friday night jam nights, and and for at least a solid kind of two hours, there would be young people up on the guitar, the drums changing places, singing different songs, playing different songs. Um, salon's really popular. We do kind of like a lot of issue-based topics in, in the salon, but also supporting young people with, you know, just like your general kind of life skills that have kind of braiding hair, nails, or things like that. So it, it kind of, it flows, peaks and troughs. It, it depends. Climbing wall is really popular with the juniors. Um it's popular with the seniors, but more so with juniors. Football, we've got a kick pitch on the roof, which is quite unique. Young people love that. Basketball, basketball has probably been one of the biggest surprises for me over the last six years of, of, of how popular basketball is because it was something that I, I wasn't kind of aware of or, or used to, but because they've got the opportunity to play. They play basketball. We've we've been in table tennis leagues, all sorts. So yeah, that's great. Tell me, what relationship have you got with next door? Because next door is the fire station. <laughs> to be fair, the fire station we've we've got a good relationship with, with the fire station. Um, the fire station donated the land that we're built on, uh, so they fully support us. I don't think they always like it when the footballs go over the fence. <laughs> but no, um, Phil, 
Phil Garrickan, who's, who's the head, kind of the chief fire officer, he's on our board. Uh, so we've got a good relationship with, with the fire service and I think they they appreciate, you know, that whilst we're open, we're engaging with, with lots of young people, that takes them off the street, so it potentially stops them from getting involved in any ESB, which they may then need to deal with. So... I think they appreciate the work that we do and we have a we have a good relationship. Steve, to any parent that's listening right now, what would you say to them about the hive and what would you say about how they should deal with their youngsters? Not telling them how to parent their children, but you know. I think what I would say about the hive is is come and give us a go, come and come and try it out. Um with a safe space for young people. With it with with somewhere where young people can come. Um Take the most, make the most of opportunities that are presented to them. They can be who they want to be, and we will, you know, support and guide them to for that kind of development and 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 to be the best version of themselves. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to give any advice to parents about how to kind of parent young uh, their young people. I, I think I would always just say, you know, listen to them, um, let them know that you've got their back and and, and that you support them always. And I think. We always want the best for our kids and sometimes we get a little bit kind of worried about what may or may not happen. So, you know, we can say in ourselves about saving them and sometimes what we need to do is just have a, a conversation and, and be open to that conversation with them and listen to them. You mentioned before the LGBTQ. Wow. I mean, in my day, because I'm about four times older than you, it was illegal, first of all, to be a homosexual. So yep. you can imagine I le- led a, a double life. It was horrendous time. You've seen a change within the acceptance, haven't you, within the youth uh, service? Massively, yeah, and um, you know, and rightly so. But yeah, way. no, of course, and, and and that's you know, I don't like I don't like the word acceptance because I don't think we should ever be accepting anybody. It should it should just be that way. It's not that we have to accept somebody, and like I said earlier, that's why we're kind of proud of of how in- inclusive and and. and how welcoming and, and everyone gets along with, with, with everyone. That you, you know, we can't always say that there's, there's never been a little bit of a disagreement or a falling out. Whenever you get, get groups of people together, that's always going to be the case. But on the whole, you know, um, everyone is welcome. Yeah. And we, we see people for people and who they are and we value them on, on, on that aspect. Steve, how can people find out more about the Hive Birkenhead? Hey, Pop into the reception by all means, um, or just look us up on, on on the internet. If you just put the Hive Whittle Hive Whittle Youth Zone on the internet, we we will come up. Um, you can learn more. You can go on the website. You can join as a member on a website. You can give us a phone call, um, and yeah, to kind of ask schools and and, and other services and organisations about us because we work in partnership with, with a lot of them as well. And to all the young people listening, because we've got well, something like 550,000 downloads a month, what would you say to young people that are listening? Again, the same as what I'd say to parents. Come down, come and have a look and, and, and come and see what it is that we can do and see what we can offer and, and see what it is that you like, what, what, what the young person likes um, and whether that kind of, you know, we, we can offer probably offer something that similar and you know come and get get involved in a shared interest or if there's something new that you want to try you know we offer things like archery which wow you know climbing wall 
they're not everyday things that people get to experience. So, you know, if you want to try something new, just, just come down and try us. Steve, do the young people put uh, um, sort of ideas forward as well to, to stuff? Yeah, so part of, again, giving young people a voice, the team, different members of the team who, who, who overlook different areas. We have monthly consultations with young people. So, you know, we'll kind of say this next month, this will be the theme of, of the work that we're looking at, like delivering. What type of things do you want to see on your sessions? What would you like to see us do and what would you like to see us delivering? And the young people come back with all the answers. And you cater for what age? So it's from eight up to up to 19 and up to 25 with, with additional needs. And how much is it to join? £5 a year for the membership and 50p each time you visit. Steve at the Hive, thank you so much. Thank you, Pete. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Why not subscribe? You know it's free. So join us and tell your friends. It's great going on walks and doing whatever you want to do and then putting P Price on. We've got a back catalogue of over 100 interviews. Join us. Subscribe. It's free.